Hello, WireBuzz podcast listeners. My name is Kason. I am the head strategist here at WireBuzz. And on today's episode, I am featuring Jason. Hey, Kason, what's happening? <laughs> Thanks so much for inviting me. And I'm excited to connect with you today. Absolutely. So Jason is our VP of Digital Strategy and Sales. Um, and so today on this episode of Video Smarketing Mastery, uh, we're going to be talking with Jason about how to develop heart-centered business relationships. But first, I want to jump in to a few items of housekeeping. Uh, because obviously, if you've been watching the Wirebuzz podcast for a while, you know that Todd is typically the person handling these conversations and offering us thought leadership. But we are very excited for Todd with all of his keynote speaking this past year. His personal brand is just really starting to take flight. And it is time for him to double down on his own social media, his boot camps, and he's actually going to be launching his own podcast, which he's in production for right now. Um, so Wirebuzz podcast is a team takeover. And this year, we are going to be getting down and dirty, going deeper than we've ever been before with sales and marketing, and really opening the hood of this car so you can get to know the brains and the people behind your projects if you were to become our client. Um, as you noticed, we changed it from video marketing mastery to video smarketing mastery. Um, and really, that's because we're doubling down on this concept of smarketing this year. And if you aren't familiar with what smarketing is, it's when you align your sales and your marketing together to really optimize your revenue operations as a whole. Um, and Todd actually is the OG smarketer. So he was coined by HubSpot as that because he was the first marketer that they've ever known about that put video into the sales cycle. Um, and that is one of the reasons why Wirebuzz is so focused on personalized video because Todd has experienced the benefits of it and if you've ever received a video from Jason, Jason has experienced the benefits of it. Um, and there is no one on our team that is more perfect to talk about than using personalized video to really develop these heart-centered business relationships from a distance than Jason Fair. Um, so Jason, before we get into the conversation about you know, sales, just tell me more about yourself as a human. Like separate from Wirebuzz, what do you love to do? What are you, some of your passions? Well, I'm definitely a family man, Kaysen. Uh Happily married for the last 15 years. I've got a couple minions. I've got two boys that are 11 and 13. And let me tell you, man, they definitely keep me busy, keep me on my toes and uh, passionate about raising them uh, the right way. And uh, we have a lot of fun together. Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, similar interests with the family. We go on our annual ski trips and snowboarding trips. And so uh, adventures definitely continue with the fair family for sure. Um, another passion of mine is obviously, I mentioned skiing, um, definitely one of my favorite things to do. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to ski like I used to be, getting a little bit older, uh, broke some bones last year and on recovery, but all is good. I'm back on the ski slopes and uh, continue to try to crush it because I got to keep up with my boys, right? I can't let them be in front of me. I got to stay competitive and uh, they definitely keep me fired up and uh, motivated for sure. You know, I, I honestly don't even know how you do it with two boys of that age. I can barely keep up with my cat. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a roller coaster ride, uh, especially now that I got my oldest is a teenager. So we're in those fun uh, teenage years, uh, but it's great to see them both grow and become 
you know, men and uh, develop uh, their own like, you know, behaviors and good behaviors, obviously, and just become great people. And it, it's, it's just so much fun uh, to have the opportunity now, especially to be able to work from home. Obviously, I used to go in the office every single day for, uh, you know, a couple decades now that I'm working from home, just having that opportunity to even pick them up and take them to school on certain days, getting more, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with them has been amazing. Yeah, you know, that's, Todd uses the phrase like COVID gains. And I think that family time for a lot of people right now, that is the biggest gain of all. Like you're able to actually be at home and watch your kids grow up and have closer to relationships to them than you would have had otherwise, right? 100%. And unfortunately, it took a pandemic to change a lot of things, but uh, definitely COVID gains 100%, you know, going for walks with them in the afternoon with my wife, even uh, just being home to even cook a dinner right? Usually I'd, I'd be just driving in the car, get home around 6, 6.30. And uh, now that, you know, sometimes I have the ability to actually make a decent meal. I think my wife likes some of the meals, maybe not all of them, but I'm still trying. So, you know, you mentioned you've, you know, you've had this career for decades where you were going into the office. So talk to me more about your career background. Like, how did you get started in sales and digital strategy? And how did your journey ultimately lead you to Wirebuzz? Yeah, great question. It's pretty interesting. My career didn't start in marketing and advertising. I actually, my degree is in finance, corporate finance, and definitely not using that today. But one of the, um, I guess, one of the precursors to getting into sales, marketing, digital advertising, I was going to be an intern at a brokerage house back in the day. They were like, hey, uh, to take it to the next level, you need to do a bunch of phone calls, like cold calling. And that was my first foray. So I had to get a job. The, uh, it was a smaller agency uh, in Del Mar, California. And they're like, yeah, we, you, know, you need to dial 100 dials every single day. And so my goal was just to get that training, do the cold calls, do those 100 calls a day, smile and dial, right? Uh, for maybe just a couple months and then get back into becoming a broker, finish up my internship. Uh, but I actually enjoyed the cold calling uh, for a little bit and learned to develop that skill pretty well. And I was able to actually manage a team and started making some decent money. And I'm like, hey, I kind of like this advertising stuff, this digital marketing. And so ended up, um, that was in Del Mar, California. I moved to Arizona about 13 years ago, worked for one of the largest websites in the country, um, You know, working with clients to develop not only digital strategies, but advertising campaigns online. And then saw the writing on the wall where a lot of publishers were just getting challenged with driving traffic. And I wanted to make that pivot to working with an agency that develops their own content for clients. And so um, Wirebuzz, I just connected with them digitally, connected with Todd. He was doing some amazing things. Video was just at the forefront, you know, seven years ago, eight years ago. And I'm like, if I can get in now at the ground floor, this thing's going to blow and continue to grow. And so sure enough, it did. That's why I've been here for so long. And uh, yeah, this will be, it's seven years it, just in January here at Wirebuzz. So before we kind of talk about your journey at Wirebuzz, I want to go back to what you're talking about with cold calling, because I think cold calling is like an underutilized skill in sales still to this day. Um, like a lot of people they're not picking up the phones. They're just doing like social media and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just talking to you and I'm sure that the podcast listeners can pick up on it. You have a very like warm voice. Like if you picked up the phone, like it, it sounds like you've kind of 
maybe change your tone a little bit. So what do you think that your call center experience is like, I guess, influenced your personalized video usage? Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things where just knowing having the mindset of you need to do X, Y, Z every single day and be consistent with it really trained my brain. And it's one of those things where it's like, it started off with cold calling that was effective back in the day. And this was so long ago that I started cold calling that it was instead of emailing someone a media kit, you know, attaching a PDF, we used to use this thing. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's called a fax machine. <laughs> and this fax machine, um, we used to have to confirm on the other end if they received a contract. So we'd send the contract through and or media kit, call them to be like, hey, you know, did that fax come through? Did that contract, did that media kit, is it there? And obviously that's just another dial you need to make. But um, to transition that mindset into what's happening today, you know, I've uh, pivoted and do a lot of things more digitally, obviously, that, you know, that is the the, the, what's happening today right now to get a hold of people. Um, so I've morphed and, and basically, um, you know, trained myself to create more one-on-one -on -one personalized videos to break down those barriers, to get in front of prospects and customers and clients, but then also, you know, creating thought leadership like we're doing right now to resonate with uh, people that maybe don't know who we are and, you know, sharing that information you know, years ago, you know, becoming your own brand or like an influencer in the space, you know, it was just never heard of, right? And so obviously there's been a big evolution of that right now. And so that's where I've kind of crafted my uh, outreach now specifically to creating that, you know, one-on-one -on -one, human to human connection with people through the power of video. Awesome. So with, with your career so far at Wireless, cause I know you said you've been here almost seven years, um, yeah. a huge part of our success and growth as an agency is 100% attributed to you and your ability to develop these long-term relationships with clients. And so what do you think is your secret sauce when it comes to like generating either new business or referral business? Yeah, my secret sauce is a couple things. One, it's definitely mentoring. And I've had some great mentors throughout the years that I've um, you know, extracted a lot of their positive mentorships and how they've um, you know, not only just connected with clients, they've built long-term relationships. Todd Hartley is one of the one of my top mentors that you know taught me. It's one of those things when you work with an agency that's never lost a client. And it's a lot of that has to be attributed to Todd. And I've gravitated and pulled a lot of those things from Todd. And it's not really secret sauce. I mean, I guess it is kind of, but it's really, you're just um, being a friend to someone, right? And so we want to develop true relationships. And it goes to the fact of just, you know, following them on social and commenting on liking things that they're doing personally. Um, just the other day, I was texting back and forth um, with a client and it had nothing to do with business. It was just, hey, I'm skiing. I know you're a skier. Check out these views. And, you know, that just develops a, a deeper relationship that you kind of really, you know, care about them a little bit more. You want to know what they're doing versus just business, business all the time. I mean, you know, at some point we'll talk about business, but it's when it's appropriate. And I try not to push the, the needle too much about business. There's that fine line of trying to develop that relationship. And uh, it's truly caring about that person because once you start having conversations with somebody, you get to know them. Now that things are a little bit more, you know, virtual, 
Uh, you get to understand people's, you know, looking at their backgrounds. Like I'm on calls a lot of time and a kid, one of their child will walk by and they've got a baseball uniform on. And now I've made a connection to be like, oh, my son plays baseball too. And, you know, just developing those things beyond just business help take it to the next level with clients and customers just to become that trusted advisor, which is the ultimate goal. So which of your passions, like whether it's skiing or like maybe it's family, like which do you think is more powerful for creating connections? Like, do you think that it's connecting with people over stuff that you like to do? Do you ever, have you ever gone out with clients to like do those activities together or, or can you like kind of speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all the above. I mean, definitely talking uh, about families, about relationships, um, uh, about, you know, fun activities, 100%. I've um, uh, more like dinners and lunches, those sorts of things with clients versus like activities. But um, we talk about different activities. A lot of my clients that I talk to are into competitive sports like triathlons and skiing and those sorts of things. So we have a lot of common ground. And a lot of times we're just sharing pictures about different events that we've gone to separate, not together, but, uh, or it's like, Hey, what are you training for? Like what's coming up for you in the next, you know, two months or six months, what, you know, what, what's your goal. And it's just having that mindset to be like, Hey, I know they're training for something. Um, I've sent like little gifts to clients, um, before that either books or, you know, different exercise equipment, like, um, you know, small little things just to be like, Hey, thinking about you, you know, good luck with the race. Um, and just like small little stuff that makes you kind of stand out a little bit more, but it's, it's from the heart, right. I'm just trying to be that friend um, and develop that relationship with them and knowing that, Hey, this might be a fun little thing that I could send to them. What do you think is like the most above and beyond thing you've ever done for a prospect or like the most outrageous gift you've ever sent? Uh, I don't think there's one thing that stands out. I, I think the big thing is just um, being consistent with them, meaning like, you know, following them on social, texting them every once in a while, um, those sorts of things. Uh, I, I think I mentioned a little bit, but like, I think one of the gifts that I sent, um, definitely I've sent a lot of books to clients too. Um, I also have sent like, um, massage equipment. Like I know one of my clients said, Hey, I had a, my, I pulled my calf. So I sent her a, like a little roller that she can massage out her calf and just said, Hey, thinking about you, hopefully the calf gets back to normal. And uh, I don't know if that's like stands out, but, um, just those little things that you're listening to them and, you know, acting as a friend. I, I like that gift. And if it was me, I probably would have like written a little note and been like, remember, I'm your leg to stand on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Like I, I, sometimes I forget exactly what I've sent to clients before and they will bring it up and specifically the roller. I know, um, my client mentioned, she's like, Hey, um, you know, I had another injury. I used that roller again, thought about you. Thanks for sending that. And, you know, it's not my intention for them to be like a branded piece of information that I've sent to them or like, a, you know, uh, a gift. But it's just it was kind of a cool thing that she reminded me like, hey, I'm using this again. Thank you so much. No, I I like that. And it, it makes me think, you know, objects hold energy. And I think that when you give somebody something like whether it's actually branded or not, it just reminds you of them like every time you look at it. So it's kind of 100%. like the the rule of seven, like give somebody something that they're going to use at least seven times and you'll have branded yourself in their mind. So I think yeah. that's really awesome that that you said little thoughtful gifts like that. Um, 
you know, you also made me think about the love languages. Are you familiar with those? No. So there's the book like the five love languages, and it's more a relationship coaching book for couples, but there's like physical touch, there's words of affirmation, there's spending time with somebody doing things with them. And then I don't remember the fifth one, but um, what what tips and tricks do you have of like getting to know kind of what language your buyer speaks? Like when should I send a gift or when should I just send them a text? Like how do you figure out what they're gonna respond to? Yeah, it's kind of reading between the tea leaves a little bit. Obviously when you develop a relationship with the client in the beginning, it takes time. And it could be something where I know some clients that I've worked with, you know, since my first day at Wirebus, so I've known them for seven years. And a lot of that stuff just takes time to develop understanding, um, you know, uh, like the relationships with them and what, like, what's that, like, you know, not necessarily crossing the line, but most of the time when I've worked with somebody for seven years, I follow them on social. And typically I can tell, you know, based on things that they're posting or talking about, how I can either resonate with them more, talk about their family, or, you know, um, or they'll just mention things to me. Like I'll talk about my wife and just say, hey, she's a biology teacher. Um, you know, she's going through some challenging things, obviously, with students coming back after being after COVID. And then sometimes they'll talk about their spouse or significant other. So you kind of get to know them a little bit, even though if you haven't met them, you'll ask like, hey, how's so-and-so doing? And how's your husband doing? And I think just breaking down that barrier is to get beyond business because you've been on calls with me. You know, I kind of I, I like talking about business, but I like also to have fun, get to know them a little bit more. And so that way we can have a much better working relationship. And I guess that's kind of my, just how I roll with people and calls is I just, I always want to develop some sort of deeper relationship with them beyond just business. Yeah, I've definitely seen you on calls where you work that magic. And I've also seen you do sales trainings when we went to Vegas this past year and we did that national sales meeting for one of our clients. And the thing that like, I recognized was how much the sellers loved your tips and tricks of like personalized videos and just the samples that you showed them. But I think the thing that really stuck out for me was when the marketing director, our client, told the sellers that the reason we were standing there was because of your personalized video and your follow-up and how much you broke down those barriers and, and kind of, you know, blurred the lines between business and bros, so to speak. Right. <laughs> um, so what tips would you have for sellers who maybe are struggling right now with um, breaking down that wall and creating personalized videos that actually make a meaningful impact? Yeah, I remember that conference, Kaysen, and it was uh, when the marketing director was talking about that, I was like sitting there getting goosebumps because a lot of times you don't get that information from clients. To, and he remembered. And the other thing I remember too, it probably took about two years of being somewhat consistent and uh, I, I know, uh, you know, him um, as a person, I know his hobbies, I know where he lives, I know all that stuff at this point. But um, yeah, it, it was cool for him to say that. And again, it kind of gave me some goosebumps. But the big takeaway for that event 100% was, um, you know, teaching these sellers to go from, you know, jumping in their car from appointment to appointment um, to pivoting and being more of a sort of a road warrior, right, in their car to being more of a digital warrior. And part of the, you know, the training for being a digital warrior is how you can create more personalized one-to-one -one videos. And just like how I pivoted 
years ago from, you know, picking up the phone and dialing for dollars, uh, you know, cold calling every single day. My big thing when I started doing personalized videos, it's a mindset. You got to practice. It doesn't happen overnight and you have to be consistent with it. And today, now that, you know, most of our clients are challenged more than ever to get in front of, you know, their customers, their prospects, you know, how do you stand out in the inbox that everybody's going for, for customers and to hack that attention. And, and luckily video has that power, you know, to not only have them open up the email, but also to start developing that human to human connection, which most sellers are so used to, you know, going to conferences, going to trade shows, going to lunches, dinners, all that stuff. And, you know, that's coming back to a certain extent. And so we're definitely in more of a hybrid role, but a lot of things won't go back to just business as usual. So as a seller today, if you're a modern day seller, you need to learn to create a different mindset of having to reach out to these prospects to get into their, you know, their sales funnel per se. And video is great for that, obviously. Like I said, it creates um, hacking the attention of someone's inbox. But I think the bigger thing is trying to develop that human to human relationship that's much better than just writing a boring text email to someone. And once you get it down, it takes time. Like I said, um, you got to have the right equipment, which is nothing crazy nowadays, but um, it just takes practice. Uh, it's just like anything in life. It, once you start something new, if you haven't been to the gym in five years and all of a sudden you're going to go back and you think you can uh, deadlift you know, 500 pounds, it's not going to happen, right? It's going to take time <laughs> and you got to build up to it. And same thing with doing personalized video one-on-one. You're not going to you know, do awesome videos the first week, right? You're going to practice and practice and practice. And then to the point of, Hey, I got this down, but you got to be consistent. You got to be doing it every single week. And after a couple months, and I know Todd does a lot of boot camp trainings uh, for education that I've listened to and I've watched him as well. And he's the master at it too. And that's the other thing I would recommend for sellers. If you, if you feel like you need more education, more training, then, you know, what you get either at your current company, maybe they're not offering, um, you know, how to create videos or, you know, how do you stand out, um, those sorts of things on video, then I would definitely do some self-education and go outside of what your company's doing to doing like boot camps with Todd or anybody else that's out there. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, there are a couple of things about what you just said that triggered me to go down a bit of my own thought rabbit hole. But uh, you know, you mentioned that you spent about two years following up with that marketing director and really just showing up and and being yep. committed and being consistent. And you know, you're you're a family man, like you have a healthy relationship and commitment is not a problem for you. And yet we're living in a generation where ghosting is a phenomenon. <laughs> um like seriously, like commitment is such a problem and we when I think about like how people use LinkedIn, it's like, you know, you go into the the LinkedIn inbox as a seller. Well, it's kind of like sliding into somebody's DMs. And in yeah. a way, sales has kind of become digital dating. And the the way to stand out and, and use rich media, I even see dating platforms transitioning to that. Like the hmm. Hinge app has audio clips now, so you can hear what somebody sounds like. Um, Interesting. So, you know, it's really interesting about how you have to kind of embody your your physical persona a little bit to really become a human in digital form. We're kind of at that stage. Um, mm -hmm. What tips then would you have for 
maybe young sellers who, uh, you know, they they feel like they don't get an immediate response from somebody, uh, so they don't continue the follow up. Like, how would you encourage and kind of reframe their mindset towards if you really want that prospect to be persistent? Yeah, early on in my career, I would get frustrated too if I didn't get a response from like one or two emails. And it's just, you know, I've been through like a lot of clients and working, obviously, as I mentioned over the last couple of decades. The, the one thing I would mention is just you got to have a, this is not a sprint with clients. Things don't happen overnight. Uh, relationships take time. Think of it as a marathon, unfortunately, and you have to have that mindset. And a lot of times you won't get a response. And I just know that, I mean, if I do get a response, it's like, holy crap, that was quick. Like that rarely happens. And so my mindset is it's going to take time, right? And um, if you have that mindset of it, thinking of it as a marathon versus a sprint, that will definitely help. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is don't just be selling when you're reaching out, uh, be helpful, meaning like uh, provide value ahead of time. If you see something like an opportunity and or just something to mention to them, um, and then you reach out, whether it's an email, personalized video, whatever it may be, and just to say, hey, I noticed this, check this out, and you're just offering value. Or if it's like, you know, you have something to share with them um, that's um, maybe even it's personable, or if it's just something of value that they know um, that they may find interesting in, in either the sales world or the marketing world, um, you know, something small like that, that you're not really selling anything, but you're just trying to develop some, some relationship with them. Because at the end of the day, in most places, you know, if you're on, if you're a seller on a team, um, you're just a conduit to what your company does to help them. Um, typically if that person believes in you and trusts you, um, at the end of the day, they know that, you know, the people or the team behind you will get it done. Um, but you're, you're kind of selling yourself and bringing that value, bringing that, uh, trusted advisor. I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but if you've got their, you know, um, if you're trying to be proactive with them and, you know, servicing them with your heart versus just trying to sell them something that resonates. And when I was young, I was probably just selling stuff and didn't realize, I mean, I knew there was a relationship part to it. But it definitely took a few years. And instead of just trying to sell them something at this point, it's just like, I want to be of service to you. What's your pain points? How can I make your life easier? And having just that mindset as a young seller will you know, get you clients right away. And when I say right away, it may take time, but, it's, but just having that service, you know, service with your heart, being that trusted advisor, playing the long game, um, it'll pay off. Yeah, I t totally agree, Jason. So before we close out, um, anything else you want to share with WireBuzz listeners before we get back to work? Yeah, I wanted to drop um, at least a couple bits of information for like continuing education. If I'm a young seller, like to your point, I know we mentioned it a couple times, you know, what are some things that they can absorb on their own? Um, one thing would be um, a little self-gratitude here, but following me on LinkedIn, um, every single week I drop thought leadership. I'm not really selling. I'm just giving tips and tricks. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, the combination of powerful of sales and marketing together for marketing. And so we kind of live in both of those worlds and I'm kind of a hybrid digital marketer slash seller. 
Um, so check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, the other thing um, for young sellers would be to, this is one of the books everybody on the team at Wirebuzz on the sales side of things reads. It's the Trusted Advisor. And this would be one of the first books if uh, someone on the street came up to me and said, hey, I want to get into sales. Like, how do I, how do I do that? And I would say, buy this book, start reading it, because this is the mindset you need to have. And as I was mentioning before, the ultimate goal is to be able to work and service clients to get to that ultimate level of being a trusted advisor. So this book walks you through tactics and strategies and then the mindset to have that trusted advisor kind of set in your brain. So those are a couple of resources that um, everybody on the podcast can check out. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to link those resources uh, in the blog that this podcast is embedded on. Um, but Sweet. Jason, thank, thank you so much for hitting my questions out of the park today. I think you just so, gave our clients and any listeners a pocket full of golden nuggets to sit on this week. Um, so on that note, anybody who's watching, stay tuned for our next team episode of Wirebuzz Video Marketing Mastery. And if you have any questions related to this episode or you need help using video to align sales and marketing in your business, reach out to us. We can't wait to be your best friend at growth. Boom. Bye for now.